Nuggets of Truth podcast. I'm Rebecca Bush, and I'm here with my mom, Ann Farnham, each week to talk about the truth in God's Word and how to apply it to our lives. In Hebrews 4.12, we read that the Word of God is alive and powerful. Not only is the Bible powerful, but it's full of nuggets of truth, nuggets that help us have lives characterized by good fruit. As we share stories and end with an encouraging word from Scripture for your week, it's our hope that you will leave feeling full of courage and wisdom as you walk in God's truth. In today's episode, we are going to chat about the generous forgiveness Jesus spoke about in the Sermon on the Mount. For us, it's easy to hold a grudge or to become bitter over a hurt caused by someone, but Jesus offers a better way. Join us today as we talk about generous forgiveness, which is pressed down, shaken together, and running over. Welcome back. It's good to be back. Yes, we're on episode six. Oh, man, it's gone fast. (laughs) I know. Um, We're still plugging away in the closet. Yes, we are. (laughs) That's fun. And uh, we wanted to remind you to check us out on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Facebook at Nuggets of Truth Podcast. And also, if this has been encouraging to you, feel free to share it with a friend, right? Yeah. yeah. And rate us. And yes. Five stars a... would be good. <laughs> you can give us a review too. There's yes. a place where you can do a yeah. review. Yeah. So awesome. Well, today we are going to talk about forgiveness. Mm. And I was thinking about as we were, you know, planning this episode, how. It's really interesting if you have little boys Mm -hmm. um, just to watch the way that they interact. And one thing that I appreciate so much about them, they can be crazy and wild and irritate each other, but they fight quickly and then they forgive really quickly Mm. and they just move on. Kids are great that way. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so they don't let that bitterness and resentment stick, which can be a lot harder for us to do as grownups for sure. It sure can. Forgiveness is hard enough, but generous forgiveness also can sometimes seem over the top. Why should we be generous with our forgiveness of others? Well, I mean, the very first reason is because Jesus told us to. (laughs) And he was so generous with us. Yeah, and there's so many many good reasons, which hopefully we're going to get to today and talk about what some of those are. Um, Rebecca, how hard is it for you to forgive somebody? Sometimes it just depends on the offense. Mm, yeah. <laughs> Some can be more difficult than others because they feel like I'm letting somebody off the hook mm-hmm. or it's not validating the fact that I've been hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, all of those kinds of things. Yeah. yeah. You know, C.S. Lewis gave us a good quote. He said, everyone says forgiveness is a lovely idea until they have something to forgive. <laughs> right. And we want to just acknowledge that, you know, There are some times that forgiving is so, so difficult, especially when it's been a repeated wrong. So we're not trying to um, take away from that at all today. And we want to encourage you that if this is something that's happened in your life, um, to go see a biblical counselor or somebody who can help you work through it. And it really um, is not something that we want to just make light of in any way. Right. But uh, unforgiveness is a common problem, and it's a really, really hard thing to do. I mean, the truth of the matter is, is that our human reaction is to hold a grudge, right? I mean, we just do that so automatically. I mean, why should I be okay with someone's hurting me, or why should I validate the offender's feelings and forgive them for Pete's sake? You know, and Barna did a study in 2019. Here's what it said. It said, among practicing Christians who claim there's an individual in their lives they can't forgive, 
More than one quarter, 28%, admits they wish they could do so. And then he went on and said, those who experienced radical forgiveness have more willingness to forgive others. Among those who say they have received forgiveness, 87% say they've given it in return, compared to 64% of those who've not received it. And regardless of their own experiences with forgiveness, a majority of practicing Christians, get this, Rebecca, 81% believe that offering undeserved mercy to someone else is an action that God blesses. Yeah, they would definitely be correct. God really does bless that. Um, makes me think of the that verse that um, the more you've been forgiven, mm-hmm. the more that you love. Mm-hmm. And um, anyway, in Luke six thirty eight, it says, Give and it will be given to you. They will pour into your lap a good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. For by your standard of measure, it will be measured to you in return. So why don't you, Mom, can you unpack kind of what this verse is talking about and give us some background? Yeah, um, so this is such an interesting verse because for us, it doesn't really make a whole lot of sense, I don't think. Yeah. Is it easy for you to understand it? No. (laughs) No. And it really wasn't for me either until I went looking to find out what it's all about. But, you know, in many parts of the world, they have open-air markets. And they they primarily sell grain out there in in baskets. And an honest merchant would take a basket, pour some grain into it, and then they press it down to make room for more. Mm. Then they shake it. You know how you shake something to get, like, the air out of it a little bit? Um, And then they press it down some more. And they keep going. They add some more, press it down, shake it, and so on until it's completely full of grain and there's no air pockets left. And then a step further than that, a very generous merchant, he'll take some grain in his hand when the basket is completely full and he begins to just pour funnel a little bit onto the basket until all of a sudden you have an upside down cone of grain. You've seen that done, right? Right. And so he's given so much more than what the basket actually was filled with heaping it's heaping yeah so it's filled to the brim with this lovely peak of grain on top now the going into the lap thing so what would happen was people would wear tunics and they would wear a belt around their waist and they would pouch out a little bit of the the tunic yes above the belt so that it actually made a little pocket to hold it in to hold it in okay and so when a when a merchant would give you your grain if it was filled overflowing like that and you had to lean it up against yourself to carry it it would pour into that little pouch and so it would go into the into their lap do you see that what a fantastic image that is right yeah this verse in luke 6 38 is only found here in scripture jesus himself said these words as part of the sermon on the mount and the context of the verse is isn't surrounding money or financial things but the generosity of forgiveness yeah i mean if you read the context of this verse it's on topic of judging and forgiving others right so he jesus wanted us to know how we were to treat others and that by forgiving them um we'd be judged by that same standard right right which is so very very cool um but he wanted us to understand that our treatment of others um had definite consequences in our lives yeah right and we're going to talk a little bit about some of those but in the sense this verse is telling us that we will reap what we sow right i mean that's the idea that is being held to the same standard should be powerful motivation for us to forgive right so 
be generous with your forgiveness and your judgment on other people. Yeah. You know, remember the story of Peter and he came to Jesus and he said, how often do I have to forgive somebody? Yes. And he thought he was being generous. What did he say? Do you remember? Seven times. Yeah, seven times. And Jesus <laughs> like, no, 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 the no. The holy no. number, right? Isn't no. Seven, some kind of holy no, number? No, it's 70 times seven. <laughs> 490 times Jesus was telling him to forgive. Uh, and then he goes on to tell the story of the unforgiving debtor. And that's in Matthew 18. Um, there's a great little story told of Clara Barton. She was the founder of the American Red Cross. She had a friend who came to visit and she said, you know, do you remember when this thing happened several years ago? And Barton appeared to say, I don't remember. And she said, you don't remember? And she said, no, I distinctly remember forgetting. <laughs> See, this is what generous forgiveness looks like. Yeah. You know, we, we've talked kind of about how sometimes it's not that simple. Sometimes right. it, it takes a lot more work. Um, probably a lot of you are familiar with Lisa Turkhurst. Mm -hmm. um, and she has recently put out a new book. And it's mm. called Forgiving What You Can't Forget. Um, and she talks about in her book how true forgiveness is both a decision and a process that mm -hmm. we go through. In fact, she um, I was listening to another podcast mm -hmm. because... Like That's podcasts. what young millennials do. <laughs> yeah, how many podcasts had you listened to before we started one? None. <laughs> I was like, oh, we're starting a podcast? Sure. <laughs> um, anyway, so I was listening to another podcast where she was being interviewed mm -hmm. about her book. Um, mm -hmm. And she was telling this story about how her her counselor had her write on cards. And if you know anything about her story, she, her marriage just kind of, um, went down in flames mm -hmm. for a while. And she had, um, written on cards, all the things that all the hurts mm -hmm. that she had. Mm -hmm. And her counselor said, now, you know, when you, I want you to sit and, and say that you're going to forgive as, as they were, as they were working through mm -hmm. this, as she was ready. And, um, so her counselor had her say, I forgive so-and-so for this action. And then he had her say, for whatever my feelings will not yet allow, the blood of Jesus will surely cover. Mm. You know, it, she just talks about how we bring the willingness to forgive and God does the work. Mm -hmm. And that's, I think, the same thing with Clara Barton's story. Yes. Right? Yeah. yeah. And we also have to remember that just because we choose to forgive doesn't always mean that there's reconciliation mm -hmm. afterward. That's right. Forgiveness is really for us, mm -hmm. and um, studies have shown that the act of forgiveness uh, has huge rewards for our health. Mm -hmm. Lower risk of heart attack, improved cholesterol and sleep, uh, lower blood pressure, lower anxiety, depression, stress, all of those things. Yeah, so it's, it's a really good thing to forgive. Yeah, it's good yeah. for our body even. Yeah. You know, unforgiveness leads to bitterness, and there's a great saying that says that uh, staying bitter is like drinking poison and then expecting the other person to die. Mm, it hurts us, yeah. right? It doesn't hurt them. Yeah. Rebecca, you know, one of my favorite memories is of Monday night Bible study at the Smith house when I was in high school and early college and Mr. and Mrs. Smith were retired missionaries to the Cameroons, and they were oh, really cool. gifted in hospitality. So on Monday nights, we would all go to their house, and Mrs. Smith would always prepare a really great meal for us. Um, the thing was, she never knew whether there'd be 10, 20, 30, 
35 oh people. Oh my goodness. <laughs> and she had a fairly small living room, but it didn't matter how many people came. We all just somehow fit. fit. I mean, sometimes <laughs> there would be levels of us, you know, deep. That's the good layers. thing about um, high school and college students. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Oh, sure. We yeah. can fit 10 people on a couch. It's yeah, fine. <laughs> absolutely. Well, we didn't even sit on the couch. Many of us were on the floor. <laughs> but regardless of how many people came, the food always seemed to be enough. Mm. It was kind of an amazing thing. And I remember, you know, so many times hearing Mrs. Smith say these this verse from Luke 638. You know, people would say, do you think it's going to be enough? And she'd say, you know, give and it'll be given to you. They'll pour into your lap a good measure, pressed down, shaken together and running over. For by your standard of measure, it'll be measured to you in return. Of course, I think she said it in the King James Version. Right. Yeah. A lot of these and those. Yeah. yeah, a lot of these and those. <laughs> but you know what? I loved hearing her say this because um, somehow, even though I didn't really understand what in the world the verse meant, it brought me great comfort, and it inspired me to actually seek out Scripture and learn it for myself. So we've kind of already talked about the context of this verse and what it's talking about. So is it also does it also include food and money and time, or is it just forgiveness? Yeah, I mean, that's a really good question. I think this principle applies to every part of life, including God's provision for us of food. You know, a principle is thought of as an idea from which other truths come, right? Mm -hmm. So a basic principle here is that if we're generous, generosity will be returned to us. Right. So the principle is true of life. It's of money, of forgiveness, time, and even giving our home to hospitality. I mean, just smile at somebody in the grocery store. Well, before mass. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. That's and right. they smile back, right? Yeah, of course. You know, we know from Scripture that God loves generosity, and especially when we um, do it cheerfully. Second mm-hmm. Corinthians 9, 6 through 8 says, Remember this, whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and whoever sows generously will also reap generously. Each of you should give what you have decided in your heart to give, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. Mm. Yeah, so there's two things we really need to understand when we when we study scripture. The first one is that context is essential. But the second one is that we need to always allow scripture to interpret scripture. Mm. So in other words, if we read a verse, uh, we have to consider what other scriptures are there that teach the same principle. Right. That makes sense? Yeah. And if we find such a place, we can use those scriptures to understand the overarching principle. So the overarching principle here, right, is that you can never outgive God. And so that works for forgiveness, for food, food money, whatever time, you need. Right. Right? Yeah. That mm-hmm. makes sense. Mm-hmm. So when we're studying scripture, we look at the context first and then can see if we can consider a central principle. Yeah. I mean, just think about the context issue for a second. You know, there's uh, a little joke that a lot of preachers use where they say, you know, if you just take something out of context, you really are in trouble, yes, right? Like right. Judas went out and hung himself. Right. Go and do likewise, right? <laughs> I mean, if you, if you do those kind of things, you think this is, you know, right. for me. Cherry pick. Cherry pick. Yeah. yeah. It gets you totally. into a problem. Yeah. and But when we look at both the context and and then we can see if we can apply that central principle. Yeah. That's how. Yeah, it's important. Yeah. Cool. So today, as you go, consider how you can extend generosity to someone else. Maybe it's letting somebody have a better parking spot mm-hmm. or letting a mom with a cartload of kiddos go first at Near the cashier. Near to your heart, right? Like me. Yep. 
Actually, I don't usually take my kids. (laughs) (laughs) Or Instacart. Um, Maybe it's taking a meal to a friend that's sick or just thinking the best about someone else Mm -hmm. and offering forgiveness, generous Mm -hmm. forgiveness. Mm -hmm. We want to just keep in mind Luke 6, 38, and I'm going to read it one more time for us. Give and it will be given to you. They will pour it into your lap, a good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. For by your standard of measure, it will be measured to you in return. Thanks for joining us on the Nuggets of Truth podcast. We hope you feel encouraged to look into God's word this week for your own nuggets of truth.